Hey, you guys, you are listening to The Spoken Series, a six-week study on the book of Psalms. This is an incredible study to encounter God through these words in scripture. It will teach you how to connect with him through prayer, how to worship him, and give you the words that you're needing and looking for to talk with your heavenly father. If you didn't already know, we actually have a study, a book to go along with this podcast series. So head to our website, www.forthegirl.com and purchase your spoken Bible study. It is so incredible, full of so much truth and direction to walk through the book of Psalms this summer, www.forthegirl.com. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another For The Girl podcast episode. Yay! I'm Mac. This is Ken. Hello, hello. We are really excited about jumping into our topic today. So this episode is For The Girl Walking In Fear. And we actually invited a special guest, uh, one of our amazing friends, Bryson, who actually works for us here at Delight. You guys probably know about Delight, College Women's Ministry, sister organization to For The Girl. Yes. She's our active ministry manager at Delight, an incredible, incredible woman, so full of the spirit so many things and she's gonna walk us through her own journey with fear and it is so 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 good you guys so good you so guys get ready are gonna want to listen to this episode you're yes. gonna need your notebooks to take notes your bibles all the things but before that before that we you got know phone a friend it's time for phone a friend this i'm one's nervous more than a friend i'm nervous <clears throat> we're phoning we're gonna phone we're gonna call my boyfriend tyler Yes. So how do you, are you nervous, Kenz? I'm nervous. I'm nervous for you. Let's okay. do it. All right, here we go. Honestly, this is going to be, we normally FaceTime, so he's going to be even surprised that I'm calling him. Um, Let's see if he answers. Hey, babe. Hello. Um, we just got off the phone with Margaret. Oh, how'd it go? It went really well. It sounds like we could potentially, uh, well, it sounds like they need a speaker. Like they're looking mm, to do like some yeah. like a speaker series. Was she telling you about that? No, no, no. She didn't. Tell oh wait, much I about think that. I heard about that. You heard actually. about that? Ken? Hey, Tyler. Ken's here too. Hey, Tyler. Hey, so you're yeah. about to go to lunch. What are you guys eating for lunch? Um, I have no idea. You. What, what are you hoping some for? Some ideas for our lunch. What are you so. hoping for? Maybe. Um. <laughs> so this is gonna help inspire your idea for lunch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what am I hoping for? Yeah. Yeah. I want something that's, that's tasty, but tasty. not too heavy. Oh, mm. that's um, good. That's good. And, and is you know, pretty quick. Pretty quick. Okay. Mm. Did you come up with something? Come on. Let's hear it. Are you asking me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you that's... going to crystals, Tyler? <laughs> Are you going to crystals? What is crystals? <laughs> crystals is a burger, weird giant place. If, if I ha oh like that oh uh, Tyler 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 Tyler, um, you're currently on the For the Girl podcast right now, and we just would love for you to drop uh, some truth. Whatever you got for us, we're ready, babe. We're ready. Let's are, hear. It. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Okay, let's go. 
Bring us something. I, Bring us a word. Uh, um, let's see here. Uh, you only got 30 seconds. Yeah, the time is ticking, Tyler. Tyler. Okay, let me say. The bar is high. Something maybe Jesus taught you to I mean, just really whatever, Tyler. Whatever your heart desires, we're ready for it. Well, speaking of the heart, everything that we do flows from the heart. So if we're not waking up each morning and asking ourselves, what's, what is our heart saying? What's our, where's our heart today? Mm. Um, then we're going to be lost. We, we gotta, we gotta wake up each morning and realign our heart with Christ and, and ultimately say, where do we want to go today? Who do we want to be? Um, and not let whatever, you know, junk maybe in our heart flow from it so that's good know, each morning let's let's align our hearts with who we want to be where we want to go and you know ultimately let's align it with christ that is good what that a is a word tyler how's your heart feeling in this current moment i was so i'm i'm shaking i was so, i can't believe i'm on the for the girl you're nervous <laughs> yeah you're nervous yeah. starstruck how does your yeah, heart wow. feel towards me right now tyler Oh, I'm just madly in love with Matt oh, right now. Whoa, whoa. Mad. Madly. Wow, that's pretty sweet. That actually goes really well with our podcast today. We are talking about the girl who's upset with God. So, <laughs> we're Matt, definitely not. We're talking madly about in love is a good link. That's though. actually it's not good what language. we're talking about, Tyler. So don't, oh, don't oh, trust oh. her. We'll cut but that, that out. So much matter. alignment there. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Okay. I love it. All right, Tyler. I hope you have the best lunch. Text me a picture of your lunch. Talk Thanks to you for later. Chatting. Bye. 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 Wow. Oh, wow. I'm sweating. I'm Are not you that sweating. Sober. Oh my gosh, I was nervous for you. He had some truth though. Tyler is that natural like speaker. He we, just, need, <laughs> we need him on the podcast. He, he needs to give us a full on sermon. A full on sermon on the podcast. Yes. He would love that. We'll have to have him on one day. So he does. He thrives, thrives under the pressure. He did well. Let's go. Wow. Okay. Well, I think it's time to jump into our episode, our conversation with Bryson. So let's do it. All right, everybody, we are so pumped about today's episode. I think this is really going to hit home and really encourage so many of you. So today's episode is for the girl walking in fear. And if you've been following along with our study through the book of Psalm, this past week we really camped out in Psalm 62, which comes from uh, David being in the wilderness, running from his enemies. We've got like Saul, you know, Saul is literally his best friend's dad is trying to come after him which is just crazy and so he has like fear around every corner with his enemies coming after him and so we have this incredible psalm you know he's saying truly my soul finds rest in God my salvation comes from him truly he is my rock and my salvation he is my fortress I will never be shaken. And so we wanted to really just begin to speak hope, speak life, speak light into this topic of fear, because fear is something that so many women walk in and struggle with. And it can be really tough to just hear, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. And to know, you know, God, where are you in the midst of just the uncertainty and the unknown? And so we brought in a special guest for this conversation. She has been on the podcast before. Bryson, she hello. How hello. does it feel to be back with us? <laughs> oh, it's such an honor. Such wow, such wow. An honor. Back on the yes. PCAST. <laughs> Bryson is the active ministry manager at Delight Ministries. She leads our team of regional directors and oversees all of our active chapters at Delight, um, and just does such an incredible job. And she has walked through her own 
personal journey with fear. And it has been cool to kind of get just a front row seat to how God's been moving, how God's been working, the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs. And we're really excited just to hear from you about what God's kind of been showing you on the journey. Yes. It's going to be so, so, so good. So Bryson, first things first that I want to ask you is just, I think fear takes on a, a lot of different kind of just representations in a lot of different people's lives. Like everybody's fear doesn't look the same. So yeah. what has fear looked like in your life? Yes, I feel like this has been something that has made me feel isolated in my fear a lot because you'll hear people talking about like, there's going to be this podcast about fear, this about fear. And then it's like totally not Mm. like you don't relate. It's like, oh, that's not what fear looks like for me. Mm. And so I think for me, it's not about like failing or like disappointing people or, you know, making the wrong decision. There is like, of course, I fear that, but that's not Mm. like the fear that's really like held me back. And so for me, it's truly like fear of like physical harm, like bad things happening. And I think that that feels it can make you feel really crazy when you're afraid of things that feel irrational or Mm -hmm. whatever. But truly it's like fear of bad things happening to people that I love or me because of what that could do to people that I love. So it's truly like, it's crazy things of like thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be like kidnapped or like sex trafficking is a thing. That's maybe what if that happens to me, I can convince myself that there's like a car parked outside. I'm like, Oh, they're they're stalking me and they're gonna Mm -hmm. like and it sounds so crazy but it is a real thing that like happens in my mind way more often than like you want to admit and I think it's something that sounds so crazy that you don't tell people a lot so you just are kind of like fighting that and feeling that on your own and being like I sound literally insane but that that feels like a real threat to me so Yeah, that's kind of what fear looks like for me. And it looks it yeah. like manifests in so many different ways, but mostly of like needing to protect myself and just being so aware. Everything yeah. happening, classic Enneagram six, which is the worst. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to be the fear girl. Even yeah. talking about this, yeah. I'm like, why do I have to be the fear girl? And <laughs> afraid, but I'm just wow. happy to do it because I know yeah. that I'm not alone, even though it's like felt like an isolating thing. I yeah, know yeah. people relate. So yes, absolutely. Okay, so I'm curious of when this all started for you. Is this something that you've like were kind of born thinking or has it developed over like a moment or a season of life? Yeah, I feel like it definitely started young. And I think when you're young, you don't necessarily even realize it or understand totally. But I definitely grew up with my mom being really afraid and I don't blame her at all or think that like she made this happen to me, but she definitely was like kind of scared of things and be like, be careful or I'm worried about that. And so I think that was just in my brain a lot of like, okay, yeah, be careful, you know, stay safe, whatever. Um, And honestly, I had some like hard deaths in my family. I'm going to talk about that kind of more later, but like I really just saw Mm. the pain that that caused people and that made me afraid of like, just what if something happens to me, you know, and then other people are hurting So I think that that was what really was going on in my brain at a young age, but Mm. I think I was pretty good at still stepping into things, even kind of being scared. Um, And Mm. that was something that was really hard for me is people would be like, you're not afraid. Like, look at what you do. Like, you're not afraid. But it was so in my head, like all the time. But when it really like 
really got bad was whenever I was a regional director for Delight. So I did that right after college and moved to Texas and I did get married. So my husband was with me. Thank goodness. I probably would have died if I did that by myself because I already (laughs) was like dealt with so many fears, but it's a crazy job. Like you're traveling by yourself. I have a fear of gas stations. That's another, I hate having to stop and get gas and still working through that. Um, but yeah, you got to gas by yourself a lot and you're in random towns and you don't know where you are. And that whole year I was like, Whoa, I'm doing a lot of things that really scare me, but I just kind of kept doing it. And like, it all came to a head in like November. I took my first trip I had to go to Florida because regional director program four years ago, not quite as great as it is today. So our regions were kind of crazy. Thanks to you. Thanks to you for building it up for us. No, I honestly just like so happy more people want to do it because it was the first year. People were like, what is this? And so I had Florida, but I lived in Texas. That was fun. And I took my first trip to Florida and flew into Fort Myers. And then I had to like drive across the state to Fort Lauderdale. And that was the first time I had to like stay in a hotel by myself and wasn't in a great area wasn't a great hotel and I was so scared that was truly I felt so much fear that night and it was like I took that into just the rest of the job and back in January I took another my second trip to Florida to do like North Florida schools and it was like probably my like lowest point with fear honestly like I felt so paralyzed like I would be doing these things. I remember I flew into Tallahassee, which I never recommend doing just if you're listening. Sorry if you live in Tallahassee, but (laughs) I mean, ratchet airport. And I like am by myself with my suitcases, getting this rental car. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you drive through just like, like, this is scary. I, this isn't good. And anyways, I then moved on to Gainesville and I was meeting a leader for coffee and literally got there and was just like crying so hard when I got to her, the sweet leader, Madison and Angel like just let me cry and I'm like I'm so scared and none of it made sense like it did feel so crazy international but that was like the lowest lowest point um and I feel like that's kind of when it got like crippling for me where I felt like I was like I feel like I can't go on and I can't do it it was making me not good at my job because I think like I don't want to even go travel because what am I going to encounter and is that going to be safe and like all of that so yeah Yeah, man. And I can't imagine because, you know, you are a regional director, so you're in this role of ministry. And I think a lot of times there's this expectation that you're almost going to like Jesus juke everything. Mm -hmm. You're almost just going to be like, but you know, God says, and it's like, oftentimes that's like the best advice that people have for you in those situations. And it's like scripture is so powerful and so good, but there are moments where someone Mm -hmm. like, you know, rolls out a verse of scripture for you and you're like, yeah, I don't feel that. And I don't believe leave that right now. My heart can't wrap my mind around that. And so I can imagine you almost felt like this pressure because you're in this role of ministry. You're like, you're probably Mm. like, gosh, why am I even dealing with this? Like I should know like different, almost all these different feelings going through your head. So I don't know Mm. when you're in this, these hard moments when it was like at its most intense, like what did you do when it got super hard? Yeah. Yeah, I can remember being in Gainesville and I was doing like a Bible app plan about like not worrying, which was truly a great plan. I went back to it. But in the moment, it's like it doesn't bring any peace, you know, and it's like you're reading Mm -hmm. these verses and you're talking to the Lord about it and you just still feel like, you know, physical response in your body where I just I couldn't eat. Like it was like so hard to be on these trips and like getting coffee with leaders and like my mind was somewhere else. And so 
I think at the beginning, I honestly didn't, I didn't handle it well. I didn't, I didn't do it well. I kept it in because it felt really crazy. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. something I talked about very often. It was kind of just something I was like, I have to deal with this. I have to figure it out. Um, And even like, I remember trying to talk to my husband about it and he didn't see that side of me. He was like, Mm -hmm. you're not like, again, you're not afraid. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. And it was, that's how hidden it was that my husband didn't even really understand or get what was happening in my brain. And yeah. it felt scary to let him into that. Wow. And it took a while. And I would get, honestly, if you're listening to this and you struggle with fear, you can probably relate to like fear brings out another emotion in you. Cause fear isn't really an emotion. It's like, you know, you feel yeah. afraid, yeah. but then it brings a different response. And for me, that's anger. I think for a lot of people it's mm-hmm. anger. And wow. so I would get so mad like at Chris if we ever were moving into a situation that felt unsafe to me like I responded in anger and it caused so much like just hurt and pain in our marriage because I would get so mad at him and he didn't understand because like he wasn't afraid and it didn't make sense that I should have been afraid but I felt like you're taking me into harm and like so anyways that was a whole thing to work through so I felt like the closest person in my life and we moved Mm -hmm. to Texas by ourselves, and I felt like I couldn't explain it to him so like that felt I felt alone and I I just started asking God to like bring people in my life who could understand it and I could talk to you about it yeah and I remember seeing one of my mentors from college had made a post on Instagram like about fear going to New York City and it was just like about fear and I literally like texted her and I was just (laughs) like this is everything I've been feeling and that was a really freeing moment and so I think like asking the Lord to bring people into your life who can understand and walk through that with you. And he's so good to do that. And a lot of the people, honestly, who walked through that season of hardcore fear with me in Waco are people who aren't a huge part of my life and I don't don't talk to a ton, but like God will bring those people in. So I think that's the biggest thing is like, don't keep it in your own head because that makes it way, way harder. And like, ask for people who understand and you can talk to about it. Um, but truly in yeah. those times, I would say I was just trying to do it myself. It was like, let me yeah. read enough scripture. Let me pray hard enough. Like, what do I need to do yeah. to get past this fear? And that's honestly what I really wanted to be able to share was kind of a way healthier process that I yeah. feel like I've learned that's good. now, yeah. like have tools and just things that have equipped me. Um, because yeah, in the moment and that time, I needed this. I needed someone to tell me these things. So that's really like what I just want to share. Yes, yes. so good. We're ready for this? Us. Okay. We're so pumped. Do we have like a number of steps process. We have three, three step, three things. Get your notebook. Here's the deal. We're calling this a process. Yeah, this a isn't process. a like. It's not yet three steps and like fear is going to be gone. This is a process and we know God loves the process and we don't, but he does. So (laughs) we're ready for this. All right, everybody. I am so excited to tell you about one of my new favorite online clothing boutiques. It is called James and Abel. And what is so cool about this boutique is that the owner, Haley, was actually a part of our James study last summer. And she was so moved by studying the book of James that she chose to name her clothing boutique after it, James and Abel. And let me just tell you, you need to get out your phone, get out your computer, go to the website right now, jamesandabel.com, and get 
looking around, I mean, go to that new arrivals page. They have the cutest little summer dresses, the cutest tops, the cutest skirts and shorts. I mean, I just put so many things in my cart. Like I'm about to be looking fresh and cool this summer. Thanks to James and Abel. So if you're needing to up your wardrobe game, head to their website, jamesandable.com. Follow them on the gram. And trust me, you are going to be looking so cute out there in the world this summer rocking your James and Abel. We actually have a special code for our For The Girl listeners. You can use the code FTG20 to get 20% off. That is FTG20, and you can go to jamesandable.com to get shopping. Okay, the first thing is you have to get to the source of your fear. So Mm. it stems from something and somewhere. And this, I really got to get to the source of my fear um, during, it's called Freedom Prayer. My church offers it. And there's mm-hmm. a ton of different churches and ministries that offer things like Freedom Prayer, um, like counseling, something like that. So that's an option for you. If you've heard of that and been scared of it, I was so scared to sign up and I finally did. <laughs> this is your encouragement to do that. Um, but if you're like, ah, I don't have access to that or whatever, I want to encourage you that this step can literally happen just sitting with Jesus. And yeah, you can ask good. him to show you the root of your fear and like where it started and he so will. Um, and so for me during this freedom prayer moment where I asked that for the first time, I was like literally taken back to my first day of fourth grade and, um, my mom picking me up from school and my Nana and Papa had died on the same day. Like they both passed away. My Nana had lung cancer and we knew she was like not going to make it. And my Papa was at the hospital with her the night that they were like, she's probably not going to make it through the night. And he had like a heart attack, like crazy, like heart exploded, like wild stuff. And he actually died right before her. And, um, anyways, just finding that out, like in that moment, I'm like, that was the moment for me whenever I was like, Oh, okay. Like I saw the pain that that caused that caused my mom. Like she was so young and lost both of her parents. And like, that was the moment, like I was taken back there. And so Mm. I think thinking about, I even talked about that before, like my pain or my fear comes from things that are like great pains in your life. So think about that. Like what has caused you pain? Because that's what we want to avoid. Like (laughs) as humans, we want to avoid pain. And so going back to moments that were painful, there's probably something significant that happened in your life at that moment. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing is get to the source. You need to know kind of like where did this actually start? And then how did that affect my life from there? So that's number one. Um, Number two, this is this is a big one. Um, I want to talk about breaking agreements. And so the first mm-hmm. thing that I want to just say here is that this is a spiritual battle. Yeah. Um, Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, mm-hmm. and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And that verse is like, yeah. we're like, oh, shoot. You know, like yeah. we don't really yeah. want to believe that sometimes. But it's like, this is a spiritual battle. And like, that's the truth about your fear. Your fear isn't just like you feel afraid. Like it is a spirit of fear tormenting your life. And that can feel like, what? That sounds crazy. That sounds overwhelming. Um, But I think the the good news about that is that we have a God who has all authority over that. And so 
it's like not being afraid of that, but realizing like this is actually a good thing because we read all in scripture that, you know, Jesus like causes demons, evil things to flee from people's life. And so that is like the really good news. But I think you have to acknowledge that you did make an agreement with evil and it doesn't seem like that. Like Satan's so sneaky. So in the moment, it's not, I mean, I was a nine-year-old girl whenever this moment first happened for me where I was like, I have to protect myself and my family. Yeah. I don't realize that Satan's working in that, getting me to believe a lie and getting me to not trust God's character. But that is what happened. So for me, the lie, the agreement that I made was that I have to protect myself and my loved ones because no one else will. Mm. And you don't, you're not just going to naturally know that or what agreement you made, but this is where it's all part of this process of like you go to the source, you truly see the moment where this happened or feel the moment where this happened. And then you ask Jesus here, like, show me what I believed in that moment. Like, what did I believe that wasn't true? And that's where you're going to figure out what agreement you made Um, and honestly, there's a moment that an agreement is first made, but then there is moment after moment after moment where it's reaffirmed in your life. And so, I mean, I could talk about a million where I, like, I reaffirmed that, but a huge one, um, was my freshman year of college. My cousin who was a year older than me passed away in a tragic accident and we're so close with, um, like his parents, like our families like live right by each other. Our moms are like best friends. They're best friends and then married brothers. Like we're very close with yeah. them. And I, I watched someone a year older than me die and see my family just yes. falling apart, you know? And it's like yeah. so hard to watch that and to see like, oh, this is like what death causes. And that's where fear of death comes in. Like, mm. I know I'm going to heaven when I die. I don't have to be afraid. But I watch the hell that people walk through on earth because somebody dies. And like that again is like, okay, I have to protect myself and I have to protect my loved ones, you know? And there's so much weight that I carried of like, I've watched... I've watched my family's gone through and I'm like, I never want to be the reason that they have to experience that. So essentially saying like, I can't die (laughs) because what would happen to my family? And that is a huge weight to carry that no one can carry because we're not in control of our life and our days are already numbered and that's like all the Lord's. But you start to believe that you have control over that. Yeah. So, okay, that's getting long, but essentially that's the agreement that I made in that moment and the agreement that has been like reaffirmed in a lot of different things. So I want to talk about what does it look like to break that agreement? And I don't have time to like fully talk about this. So there's a podcast I'd love to like link. Maybe we can do that in the show notes, but it's called the place we find ourselves. And Mm there is like a whole series on like spiritual warfare and an episode on breaking agreements. That is so good. He talks Mm -hmm. about like all the scripture behind it because it can seem kind of like a, wow, what is this? Like break agreements. That sounds kind of crazy and whatever, but he really gets to all of that. So listen to that if you're curious about this or want to know more. But there's three steps in breaking an agreement. So the first thing is you have to name and acknowledge the agreement you made in the context of your story. So this is where this is why you have to get to the source first, because you have to be able to name the agreement you made in that moment. Yeah. So what this looks like for me is I made an agreement the day my grandparents died that I had to protect myself from harm and protect my loved ones from harm because no one else would. 
So you just admit that you confess that and you say that and it's like, okay, I'm acknowledging that that happened. And that's like the first step. So you do that. But then the really powerful part, the second step is that you use your words and your will to break that agreement. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't have to look like anything um, particular. It's not a formula. Like I have to say exactly the right words. But it's something like, in the authority of Jesus, I renounce the agreement I made with a spirit of fear. Mm. Renouncing is so powerful. And in talking about this, so I'm very much still walking in this fear today. This isn't something that I'm like, oh, I'm healed and free from. Like, I am in the mess. I experienced this fear last night. And I just want to, like, be real. Even leading up to this, I was like, okay, I'm getting in my prayer closet and I'm (laughs) renouncing this and I'm breaking these agreements like another time, you know, and it was a really powerful moment and I felt God shifting things. And then this is kind of funny. I'm just going to tell a story. So we have a puppy and he wakes up and, you know, needs to go outside in the middle of the night sometimes still. Normally Chris takes him because honestly I'm like, yeah, I'm scared. I don't want to go out there. Well, he woke up last night. I wasn't sleeping great, and I was just kind of awake, and I was like, I'm going to take him out, like, because I broke my fear in the closet, you know? (laughs) And I go outside with Nelson, and I didn't have my glasses on, and I'm, like, very blind, so I can't see anything (laughs) out there. And I'm like, and he's, like, not just going pee. It's, like, taking a long time, and just slowly I'm, like, getting scared. And then I hear, like, a car door, and and I can't see anything, and I'm like... (laughs) heck no. And I like run inside and I literally make Chris go back down with him. So I just want to say it isn't just a one-time thing <laughs> yeah. and you do this and it's yeah. like, great, all my problems are gone. And like the fear is totally gone, but it is a process. And why I believe in this is even though I haven't seen this, like come to complete healing with my fear, I've literally seen this happen in another area of my life. And so walking through preparing to get married, I had to walk through a lot of things from my past and really needed like sexual healing from things and I walked through this process and I was in my prayer closet and got free like completely felt all shame Mm. like lift from my body and I've never one time Mm. thought about it again felt shame for it again like it is gone and so I know that it happens but sometimes I think like we have to keep going even deeper and deeper into like where does this come from so and all that but this is what you do because we have authority in Jesus like he he is our authority. And something that might feel weird here is you're not praying to God and asking like the spirit of fear to leave. You are commanding the spirit of fear to leave in the name of Jesus the exact way that Jesus did when he was on earth. Yeah. Like he didn't ask his father to do it. He did it. And he told us that we have that authority in him. So mm-hmm. I think that that is where there's a lot of power too, in knowing you have that authority and truly like commanding it to leave. And that leads to the third step in this, which is using your words and will to send the spirit to Jesus for judgment. So literally just saying like the spirit of fear must go to the feet of Jesus for judgment, like away from me and to Jesus. And he's going to deal with you. And um, I think that that's really, really powerful. And honestly, then just being like, Holy Spirit, like fill me to overflowing. Like every part of me is yours. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's kind of the three things. So you name and acknowledge the agreement in your story. Then you yeah. use your words and will to break the agreement yeah. with your authority in Jesus. And then you use your words and will to send the spirit to Jesus for judgment. And I think that that is a process that we do, you know, over and over every time it comes up. And that was even me last night. Whenever I did feel afraid out there, I was like, 
no, I'm like not making, <laughs> I'm not going to make an agreement, but you do in your mind. And so this is where you start to just notice when you actually realize, whoa, this agreement thing is true yeah, and I do true. this, then you can start to break it. Yeah. Um, which is huge and what the enemy doesn't want. So we're going to be breaking agreements That's all the time right. up in here. I'm believing that. Let's go. Amen. Okay. <laughs> so first point was get to the source. The second point was break agreements. And the third and final thing I want to say is yes. remember what's true. Um, yes. And First John 4.18 says that perfect love drives out fear mm. and that mm. is just true. And so I want you to go back into this scenario and bring God's love into the situation, bring it into the story. So as a nine-year-old Bryson hears this news, is heartbroken, is heartbroken for my mom. How do I go back into that story and bring God's love in? And I go back and remember that like God loves my mom so much more than I do. He loves me more than I can imagine. Like he has that all under control and has a plan and you have to just go back in and bring truth into it. Um, Because nine-year-old Bryson couldn't have done that. I mean, I had no idea. So you go back now and you bring God's love into the story. Mm. Um, And also just constantly remind yourself of truth. And the truth is that God is our perfect protector. And I want to read some verses from Psalm 91, which I feel like is just like the psalm to go to when you're feeling afraid. But recently heard it in the Passion Translation. And, you know, it just changes everything. So I'm going to read just a few verses and then I'm going to kind of wrap up. But I'm going to start in verse 9. And it says, When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. Mm. Which is just so good. And honestly, this didn't stick out to me until even last night as I was reading this. But I love verse 12 um, because really what I wanted to end with is that fear does not protect you, but it's going to spend every second of your life trying to convince you that it will. Mm. And in moments, you'll think like, I'm doing, I'm being afraid because that's going to keep me safe. If I'm super aware of my surroundings, if I make sure I don't walk into danger, if I keep my loved ones from doing that, like that's where safety comes from. And that is a complete lie. And I love verse 12 because it says, if you walk into a trap, they'll, as in the angels will be there for you and keep you from stumbling. And so God's letting us know, hey, you can even walk into the trap of danger. You can walk into the situation that's like not the most safe and I'm the one protecting you. Like I'm going to keep you safe there. And so catch yourself when you're when you're thinking like, oh, I need to be cautious, though, because that will keep me safe. Like it's just not true. Like fear is never going to protect you. But like your heavenly father is always Mm. going to. And I feel like that really changes everything. 
That's so good. So good. <laughs> I so think good. it's so true. I think so many people let fear be their lifestyle ultimately. Yeah. And we they get so used to it. We get so used to it. And and you're so right. It kind of does low-key convince you that you're being protected and you're yeah. safer in that way. And mm-hmm. I love that like getting set free from fear is not an overnight thing. Like it's yeah. definitely a process. But the beautiful moments of like you get to walk through life in freedom of not having to protect yourself and it's actually how Mm -hmm. beautiful that like you give God the opportunity to protect you You give God the opportunity to send his angels to like get you out of the things that maybe would put you in danger and all of those different things and what I think is so cool about this whole conversation is no matter what fear looks like in your life however it manifests itself in your life if it's just like you know, uncertainty of the unknown, if it's like actually feeling like your, your physical well being is in harm, if it's like yeah. feeling like the next day, like someone in your family member could like suddenly, you know, drop over dead, whatever it is that you feel like you just like cannot break free from. I love these three things you gave us getting yeah. to the source of your fear, going back to like the beginning and figuring out where did that first enter in doing that through like, you know, intense prayer, something like a freedom prayer, doing that in counseling, doing that, like with people you trust, just sitting with God and saying, God, like, will you reveal this to me? Will you help me get to the root of that? Breaking those agreements, that three-step process. We definitely got to link that podcast. What was the podcast again? Uh, the place we find ourselves. The place we find ourselves. Yeah. I think that's so cool and such like a mm-hmm. amazing thing to realize. Like this is not just like a physical battle. This is a spiritual battle. And like you have the authority and you have just like the power through the name of Jesus to yeah. break those agreements. And then remembering yeah. what is true that... Yeah perfect love casts out all fear and that like love is so much bigger than fear and you get to bring the love of Jesus into literally every situation you walk in and so I know this is going to be like such an encouragement to so many girls and I think I think about like this age range we're kind of in you know from like 18 to like mid to late 20s there's so many unknowns you like you leave the comfort of your home you leave the Mm -hmm. comfort of so many things and you enter into this life that there's so many question marks and so many new things to experience and like Mm. I think fear really like grips this generation more than like even like our parents and things like that because there's just like we're so much more aware of bad things happening than like even our parents were because of social media and like the news everything like that and so Mm. I think this is such a a, like a timely conversation that's so important and so I'm so thankful that like through your process that I'm sure has been so tough and so difficult like I can just see so many women getting to the source of their fear, breaking those agreements and being able to remember what is true and not letting fear be their lifestyle, which is just cool. Totally. I think something, as you were just saying that, like that's something I was thinking about is it's so easy to be afraid. Like there feels like there's so much we can be afraid of. And I don't think that it's necessarily 365 times, but you know, that thing that do not be afraid is in the Bible, but it's like in the Bible so much. And so like, don't feel shame. Like, God was prepared that we were going to feel afraid of things, but it's like all in how we like handle and deal with that and what we do with our fear. And so I think that's good. And even something like going back kind of to the self-protection thing, because I think that's huge. And I, I was sharing this, actually this story with you earlier, Mac, but in Genesis, Genesis 20, Abraham like keeps telling people that Sarah is his sister Um, and he does this in Genesis 20 out of self-protection. He wanted to like keep himself safe. So he's like, tell him you're like that you're my sister and that will keep us safe. And then like God shows up to the King and is like, 
that is Abraham's wife. What the heck are you doing? Like, and so God's like, no, I'm going to, no, everything is going to like come out how it's supposed to, but like I'm protecting you. And Abraham made things harder on himself every time he did that. Mm. But he just thought he was like keeping himself safe. Mm. And I feel like that was encouragement for me. Even this morning reading that, I was like, shoot. Yeah. Like I'm going to have the option to try and protect myself and keep myself safe, but I'm probably going to make it harder on me, harder on the people I love. Like it's just never going to turn out, you know, how I want, but like God's protection. Like he, he already had a plan to keep Abraham safe and for all of that. So yes. Mm. So good. Yeah. I love that. Wow. So much truth in this episode. So good. (laughs) I hope this really helps and give direct, gives direction to anybody just in the midst of fear. Um, thank you for sharing, Bryson. This yes, was so good. Me. Also, so glad I was here for moral support. Yeah, <laughs> good job, Ken. Say a word. Yeah. <laughs> Just yes and amen all She's the way like, through. Yes, yes, girl. <laughs> amen. Yes, that's right. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this, we would love for you to leave a review. I know everybody asks for reviews, but you guys, seriously, seriously, this is really important. It will help us get to the top of the chart. We seriously read every single review. We screenshot them and text them to each other. And we're like, we oh do. my goodness, this means It's actually so one much. of my favorite downtimes. Yeah. Just scrolling Same. through. It's so fun. Yes. So we will see what you write. Send us a little like sneaky message on there. Yeah. Say, a little hey. winky winky. Yes, and we will know that you listen to this right here, right now, and you went to leave us a review, and you're basically our best friend now. That's so right. We're I besties. love that. I love that. You guys are amazing. Thanks for being a part of the For the Girl fam. We love y'all.